Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. The great Jim Jackson. Are you a football fan, Jim? You know it still is, baby. Yeah, but didn't you grow up in Ohio? Exactly. <laughs> it's Dan Patrick. Ah, uh, made it to the final hour on this Friday. It's the Traeger Meat Friday. Had some Traeger Meat Friday songs. Send them in, minute or less, and we'll get ready for our meat madness that starts at the same time of March Madness. We have our final fork, and we'll crown our champion again, and the winner. We'll get a Traeger grill. Two ways to look at the post-All-Star game NBA, beginning of the contending teams pushing for the playoffs. Also, it's the kickoff of a long race towards the bottom for many of these teams. And in a couple of cities, 82 games feels like it's endless. Experts consider this an unimpressive draft coming up. It's the year after this where it's supposed to be a great draft. Now, there's no Zion Williamson in this year's draft, probably not even a John Morant. So fan bases can't even get excited about the lottery. Now, you have to give credit to Adam Silver, the commissioner, for thinking outside the box. The tweaks to the All-Star game, they worked out great. And now, maybe turning his attention to the length of the season. He's talked about a mid-season tournament to make up for cutting down on the number of games. Obviously, the owners have no interest in seeing revenue go down, particularly when these salaries have skyrocketed. But if you look around the NBA landscape, There are just too many bad teams, too many meaningless games, and they go on until April 15th. So I have a feeling we're going to be ready for the playoffs by then. But I can't remember a season where the season ended in the NBA, and I went, man, that that ended too quickly. Boy, I could certainly use some more basketball games. How long is it until the summer league? You don't usually have that with baseball or basketball. Football, we might be pushing the limits on that, but... They're going to add a 17th game and two more wild card teams. And we'll see. You know, the, the, the public's consumption of the NFL is going to be tested at some point. But I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Yes, McLovin? You're saying you're not fired up for the Cavs-Wizards showdown tonight? Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I watched Eastern Illinois against Murray State nice. last night. Nice. I, got, I just – sometimes I pass through and I go – Nobody's watching this, so I have to. Eastern <laughs> Illinois came back from 27 down and beat Murray State on a three-pointer in the last couple of seconds. The Jimmy Garoppolo, John ja Morant bowl. Yeah, right there. go yeah. crazy, Charleston. I don't think John ja Morant would be watching that game or Jimmy Garoppolo with their alma maters. But, you know, and, you know, I'm trying to get into basketball here. Like, the interesting part with basketball is, you know, you had Coach K with his press conference after they got blown out the other night against NC State. And then you had Jim Beheim going off after Syracuse got blown out. And college basketball is about coaches here. And these coaches who've been around a while, they're, they're a little irascible here. They're, they're a little feisty here. Now, Duke, I don't know if Duke's a good team. 
I guess they're a good team, but can you win six games? How many teams in America can win six games when it gets to the postseason? Because if you're going to fill out your brackets and you go, and by the way, I was reminded by Michigan State fans yesterday, oh, you said we don't have a chance. And I went, uh, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're a whole lot better than you think. I go, okay, I'll be surprised by Michigan State apparently again this year. But how many teams can win six consecutive games? That's what it comes down to if you're going to win the national title. I don't know who's consistent enough to win six games. Baylor appears to be really good and really consistent. And they're a great defensive team. Uh, Is San Diego State a great team? Can they win six games in a row? You're always going to have a close game, at least one, maybe two, if you're going to be playing for a national championship. Everybody gets a scare. And how, how well do you do in those close games? Sometimes you build up that false sense of security because you're blowing everybody out, and then you get into a tight game, and then all of a sudden your season comes to a crashing end. Yeah, McClellan. Come bracket time, are you going to give a hometown favor to the Dayton Flyers? or No. No, it's a great story by the Dayton Flyers. Absolutely. Now, if they win, I'm going to the parade. They got to bring back all the greats from Dayton basketball yes. history. And I get to bring me back, <laughs> and and all the people who uh, didn't get to play, and they'll bring me up there. Get to get to they, you know those details. Nobody has record books anymore. I just wave and make it seem like you know I had the career that Jim Paxson had. Just give me a jersey. Make one up there. Yeah, McClellan. Is there going to be a float with you and Jim Paxson? Is there no, 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 I want my own float. Are there any other famous alum, uh, basketball-wise? Johnny Davis played in the NBA. Donnie May was a spectacular playback player in the 60s, late 60s. He uh, was drafted by the Knicks. Not Lee May? Any relation to the – wasn't there a May on Indiana? That, um, yeah. Oh, Scott May. Scott May. Scott May. Any relation or no? Well, Donnie's white and Scott is black, but, 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 but I, you're not saying that. I'm not saying no. Mark May, no, 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 Mark May either. Uh, but yeah, that you know, Dayton's got one of the better players in the country. You know, Obi Toppin is probably going to be a lottery pick there, and uh, but yeah, I'm 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 just trying to get a good handle, a decent handle on college basketball, and I have no clue. Yes, McLeod. I'm already feeling like anxiety about filling out this bracket. <laughs> because usually you could just like, oh, I do in the final four. Come to Michigan State. This year you can't do any of that. You know what I did last year? I had Mario fill mine out. <laughs> and I told him, don't tell me who you picked because I don't enjoy any games if I know. I, I don't need anything to enjoy March Madness. I'm not. I was never a better who went. Oh, man, this Monday night game. I have no interest in this. Let me put a dime on it. All right. Now I'll watch. I, I had I would never do that. I would never watch a game I betted on. Yeah, Paulie. Do you know who came in last in the Dan Patrick Show Celebrity Bracket Contest in 2019? Last place. Well, Charlie Sheen wasn't in it this year. Oh, a couple years ago, Charlie Sheen picked Akron to win it all over LIU Brooklyn. Yeah. And they didn't. And that didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, Will Farrell didn't do well. Darius Rucker didn't do well. Rebecca Lowe, she could do nothing wrong. But she didn't do well in this last year. But who came in last place? Very famous international soccer player. Landon Donovan? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh. <laughs> I, I have Zlatan's uh, bracket in front of me. He picked one game, the national title game, and he just put the word Zion in it. He didn't put anything else but Zion <laughs> and no other picks. Zion to win I, the national We title. should frame that. I got it. And it's filled out by him. 
he he rewrote it. Oh, that's great, Zlatan. Yeah, we should we should frame that Zlatan. We have the Charlie Sheen one too. You want Zlatan? You get Zlatan. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's was funny. We should frame that some of these brackets that were filled out there. But uh, now I, I'm going to have Mario fill mine out again, and just don't tell me who I'm picking because I I don't want to know. I think I gave him some guidance because he's like, well, who who do you think's going to win? I said, you know, he Mario knows baseball. I will say that. So I didn't get an advantage by having Mario pick for me. Because uh, I think he knew less, therefore I did better. I, I really subscribe to that philosophy. Um, I'm excited for this fight Saturday night. I, I've i never bought a fight before. But it, I, I would think about buying a fight or going to somebody's house who has bought the fight. And I'd rather do that. Now, has anybody, <laughs> anybody ever charged admission like you come over to my house i'll buy the fight so let's say it's 80 bucks yeah and you're providing drinks and food if you go if i go to your house paulie this saturday night and you bought the fight i would not ask for money i think it'd be weird to ask for money okay and i don't think i would take it if offered if offered okay i I, I don't know for sure that that i'm coming over (laughs) i have good beer and i will bring oh then i will have to bring beer what can i bring like a seven-layer dip. Seven-layered. Uh, rather bring. Beer. Oh, you're not going to cook it. No, you don't want that. Yeah, wh- like tequila or whiskey. Okay, I'll bring tequila. Yes, he. Yeah, you can never go wrong with bringing more booze. Hey, did you just coerce me into buying the fight? <laughs> I think. So. I think I just got played. <laughs> I think. It, what time do you want me? To I don't know. I think I'm just inviting you to my house. Well, here's the problem, though. All it's right. going to start at like midnight, and I, you know, I can't make it to midnight. Not unless there's a big, you know, Texas State game on versus uh, Northern Arizona. Or there's like a, a 4A high school football game on. I'll somehow watch that. Yes, Todd. You can't charge people to come over, but it's not a bad idea to bring something, even if it, even if it's not booze. Just you got to bring. Don't you think you should bring some type of now? Food you drink? normally bring those donuts. I do, but it's not just any kind of donut. It's not like I make, made a quick drive through a Dunkin' Donuts. You know. I know. You know, I know. I know. Fancy little donuts with all kinds of different flavors and icings in a in a nice box in a special place. You got to order it from in advance. But you don't get it. Like My wife, wife gets it. Yeah. yeah. So Fritzy comes in. Does that in. make it less special? No, like, no. It's just I. It's interesting bringing donuts to a Christmas party. Well, there were times when we brought like wine or something like that, or champagne, whatever it was. But uh, I, what, what, what's wrong with donuts? It's a nice little dessert to add to the cookies and cakes and whatever else might be out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Donuts just doesn't feel like a dinner type thing. Or dessert type thing. It's it's so a, it's a morning running? thing. It's a morning thing. Yeah, donuts. You eat donuts in the morning. No, but not these little fancy numbers in the in the white box. And there. Todd is so proud when he brings them in, and as if he have you, as if you made them. Like you, you just <laughs> took off your apron and you you bring them in and go, hey, I I'm, I'm holding it like it's fragile, <laughs> like it's glass, going to shatter. Got these donuts here. Yeah, Paul. I had a guy over for a party a few years ago, and he brought a twelve pack of beer, and a lot of people brought beer. I mean, there's tons of it. There's wine and beer. And the 12-pack didn't get touched, not opened, not cracked. And it was still sitting in the same place he dropped it, kind of in the, uh, I don't know, what, mudroom area yeah. or whatever you call it at a house. And on the way out, he goes, oh, he goes, no one delved into the uh, anchor steam or whatever it was. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that. He didn't say, can I hold on to it? He just kind of packed it back up under his arm and took it with him. No, this is Chris Mannix. 
No, he wouldn't bring good. He wouldn't buy Angerstein. He would bring a six pack of Coors Light and put it between his legs. Okay, and that's based on what he's done in my house before. And always makes it interesting when you're going for one of those years when he's well, you've all his legs. Yes, but what's the policy on it? If you once you enter the house, anything you bring is no longer yours. I would think, but I did have somebody who brought a twelve pack but only had eight beers in it, so it wasn't even a full twelve pack. And I go, who? He just got there and he goes, where do you want me to put the beer? And he was trying to put it into a cooler or something so nobody would know that he brought an 8-pack that was a 12-pack. That's like, yeah, as soon as you set down that beer in the house, it becomes property of the house. It transfers ownership by entering the building? Correct. As soon as you put it down, it's it belongs to the house until the owner of said establishment says, hey, man, <laughs> take this back. we got a million cases of beer sitting here. Bring this home with and you. And then you do the faux. No, 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 no. But really, you're like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we changing the poll question for the final hour? Yeah. We put up that NBA player question we had. Who is the best player in the NBA right now if health wasn't a factor? And I gave the choices that we had around the room. Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Steph, and KD. And the early leader is Giannis Atentacumpo. Yeah. With LeBron second, actually. And then Kawhi. Well, remember when the season started and, you know, everybody was like, oh, Kawhi is better than LeBron. Like, people wanted Kawhi to be better than LeBron because it gave somebody a talking point. I remember going back and forth with Doug Gottlieb because Doug, I think, still feels like Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball. And Kevin Durant's a wonderful player. He's not better than LeBron James. Uh, Kawhi is not better than LeBron. Now, he might eventually be because LeBron will eventually get to be 40, and I'm going to assume Kawhi will be better than him by then. Greek Freak... It's hard to argue that because when I say the Greek freak, you immediately go, he doesn't have any weaknesses. He's good at everything. Now, you can make the argument, well, let's see what he does in the postseason. And that's going to be the focus on him is going to be, what are you doing in the postseason? Because Kawhi is one in the postseason. Steph Curry's one in the postseason. Kevin Durant's one in the postseason. LeBron is one in the postseason. If you're looking at the great players in the game, it's rare when you say that guy's the best player in the game and he doesn't have a championship. I did see a documentary on Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game last night. It was really well done on NBA TV. Really well done. Because I, I, only, I got to see Wilt Chamberlain play one time in person, and that was when the Lakers played the Cincinnati Royals in Cincinnati. Got a chance to see the Lakers there when they had Jerry West. Um, they, had a, they had a great team, and uh, the Royals won that game. But that's when Wilt Chamberlain yelled at me because I was trying to get his autograph, and I walked on the team bus, and he stood up and told me to get the F off the bus. Uh, my one encounter with Wilt while he was playing. But you, you start to watch what he was doing, and he, he doesn't get credit because of the competition he was playing against. You know, he's mostly white players who had nowhere near the athleticism as him. So it felt like, oh, that's not fair. But he brought about integration with the NBA because of his abilities. Wilt was a fantastic athlete. And, you know, so he averaged 50 in a season. And he got to the point, he scored so many points where he said, I don't need to score anymore. I want to be a great defensive player. And he became a great defensive player or greater defensive player. But watching that last night, scoring 100, he probably could have done that a few times in his career. But he was always... Like, I don't, you know, I don't think he was ever praised the, the way we – and granted, we normally don't do that with the big man, with the giant. But Wilt, with what he did, you know, brought about 
you know, sports integration, certainly with the NBA, because then you started to look at these other players, Bill Russell. And then, you you know, you, you, you wanted to have these great players. And you look at those team photos, and it'd be Wilt and maybe Guy Rogers, and that would be it as far as African-Americans playing, you know, for the uh, Warriors back then. But uh, it was, it was it really interesting. Because I was always fascinated with Wilt because – to do it in a way, like when he was at Kansas, you know, he was the guy, and they played North Carolina in the national title game, I think, back then. And he was just always the villain because he was just, he was so big. And I think Abdul-Jabbar faced that, Shaq faced that. I think we embraced Shaq a little bit more because he was entertaining. You know, Shaq was likable. Uh you know, Alcindor, Kareem, and then Kareem, when he changed his name, that was another reason why people had a problem with him, with his religion there. I still think Kareem's greatest player of all time. As far as, if you said, now, you know, in today's game, but if you look at college and the NBA, he was unstoppable. There was no one who could stop it. No one. And And imagine if he was five to seven years younger and he made the TV era. You know, Bird and Magic ushered that in, but but if Kareem was there at the same time, even just a couple of years younger, he, Kareem missed out on that. Now, he got it at, when he went to the Lakers with Magic, but he, he still wasn't the star of that team. He just was, and he didn't have a great personality, didn't like the media, uh, but he was so effortless. And, 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 you know, Kareem being a big jazz fan, not Utah jazz, the actual music, he played as if he was playing to a soundtrack. I always thought that. There was just a rhythm, and, and, you know, at times there, you know, he could do something that was really dramatic, but there was a, there was a, a calming, there was a greatness that came with a calmness watching him play. With the NBA TV era, let's say it really started, you know, 82, 83, 84, 85, where, it's, you know, must watch, you could get it everywhere. In 83, Kareem was 35 years old, there was 22 and seven and a half and a couple blocks, which is very nice. Five years earlier, he was averaging 26, thir- 26 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, three blocks, and two steals. Yeah. I mean, that's the best player in the game. Yeah. Five years earlier. Yeah. And I know people bring up Bill Russell, and Bill Russell is the greatest team player of all time. Uh, but, you know, he, he was not in the league with, you know, some of these other players. You know, if, if Russell played now, you know, Maybe he was six nine, maybe, but he was you know he was slight. Now he was he could run. He, he was athletic, uh, but you know he Russell would have a hard time in today's NBA. And he wasn't a very good shooter. He was just a he just knew what to do. He was a great intimidator and wonderful player, wonderful team player. You know, so when you get into these, who's the greatest player of all time? Kareem was unstoppable. As great as Jordan is, got all that. But if you said who is the most dominating player, I, I, and I imagine Al Sindor, if he had played when Wilt played, you know, he was even better offensive player than Wilt. He was just more polished, more style. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, by the way, the top 25 three-point percentage shooters of all time. I'm curious how many of these. This is career. I'm, I'm curious how many you guys can name. And the, the, the number one three-point Percentage shooter of all time. I bring that up because it hurts the Danettes because it was an answer on Sports Jeopardy. And you guys whiffed. 
20 after the hour. Take a break here. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. This Saturday is the pay-per-view event of the decade as world champion knockout artist Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder faces Tyson Gypsy King Fury for the heavyweight championship of the world. After their incredible first fight, the two undefeated rivals square off for the second time in one of the most anticipated rematches boxing has ever witnessed. The long-awaited rematch of heavyweight Titans is set as undefeated WBC champion Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder and unbeaten lineal champion Tyson the Gypsy King Fury continue their rivalry Saturday, February 22nd, live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas and on PPV. That's pay-per-view. Don't miss an historic night live from Vegas, Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Buy it now on pay-per-view. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. Love this partnership. All the parts your car, truck will ever need. Rockauto.com. Family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. They want to give you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And they want to make the parts affordable. They offer reliably low prices at rockauto.com. You choose the part brands, prices, features you want anytime. They're available 24-7, so you're not wasting time phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you, right, Dan Patrick, in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Did you see where the Nevada State Athletic Commission has banned the two heavyweight uh, guys from – having the traditional face-off. They have the weigh-in tonight at uh, 6 o'clock. So they have the face-off. I guess they're worried that maybe they would actually throw punches here. I didn't buy into any of that the first go-around where, oh, my God. Like, I've, I've been to so many boxing matches over the years. And uh, when, when they get toe-to-toe with each other, it feels like it's scripted. It's mandatory where, hey, we got to go toe-to-toe. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You gonna get mad? Who's pushing? You're pushing me, and I push you, and then they. Okay, all right, we'll do this. So now they're saying that tonight, the weigh-in at six. Couldn't they have done the weigh-in the last time they got together? Couldn't they have done a one-stop shop there? Yes, Todd. You need. I think you need that last-minute weigh-in, like right the day before, to make it as accurate as possible. Not that mm. one of them's gonna not make weight, and they're gonna cancel millions of dollars and everybody that uh, paid for the fight or whatever. Uh, yeah, Paul. Why even have a weigh-in for heavyweights? I mean, Tyson Fury's like. 260 pounds. He's not going to be coming at 176 and be, be a, a middleweight or something like this. Are they worried? Well, I think they like the whole spectacle. Right. Yeah. I like the guy whose job is to get just right. Like he's, he's tapping it. Like he's cracking a safe. He's like 268 and an ounce. Yes, Tom. And does that affect the strategy? Oh, the ounce. Wait a second. We were going to, you know, going to have him lead with his left. Now we got to do a whole other thing. Now that he's a quarter of a pound heavier, we thought. Now this is on ESPN, Fox, and pay per view. Like, do you know how? The, I'm trying to figure this out because ESPN and Fox have been all over this. Um, because it says here ESPN, Fox, pay per view. Is it available on both ESPN and Fox? In their pay-per-view. I wonder if they're co-promoting the fight where, like, there's pre-game and pre-fights. I don't know. On, like, an undercard on both Fox and, e- and 
ESPN, and then you buy it from either service, and they're rev sharing. Yeah, see. Maybe they do it like the NFL does, where it's a Fox host with an NBC host. You're like, whoa, this is wild. Mm. How did that happen? Like the first Super Bowl. Uh, I ask you the question, top 25 three-point percentage shooters of all time. Didn't you guys miss the answer for the uh, number one guy on the list with the Sports Jeopardy? Do you know the question that was asked? There was something about, ironically, this player who is now, he might have said who is now a coach, is the all-time leading three-point shooting percentage leader. And I guess the irony was we were talking about Steph Curry, or you would think Steph Curry, but it was actually Steve Kerr who's coaching Steph Curry. So we all thought, oh, is he talking about Del Curry? That was the name that jumped the door. Yeah, but he's not a coach. No, I don't know if that was the word. I'm not sure that was the exact wording. But no one wrote Del Curry, but everyone's like, wait, is he is the hint implying Del Curry in some way? Because of the irony? Yeah, I forget what the uh, question was. It was something like, coincidentally, this former player holds the record for greatest three-point shooting percentage for a career. I guess Steph Curry was in, in, encroaching on it or getting in there because he's just eligible for it mm. after a certain amount of attempts. And none of us got the hint that it's Steph Curry's coach. Steph Curry's fifth on the all-time list. His brother is third. Now, there's the, the, the volume issue of the number of threes that Steph has made and Seth has made. Can you imagine growing up in that household? And, and you might get in trouble where if your dad or mom's yelling out, Seth, you get down here. Wait, did you say Seth or Steph? Steph, you get down here. You're in trouble. Seth or Steph? Uh, Steve Kerr's number one. Oh, you'll win some money on number two. The second greatest three-point percentage shooter of all time. Of course, it's Hubert Davis. Then Drazen Petrovic, one of my favorites. He's fourth on the list. Jason Capono. Former UCLA Bruin, Tim Legler, the mothership. Tim Legler once said to me that he was so good at shooting threes that he would beat me shooting left-handed shooting threes, and actually challenged me. He might have. Legs was great. Do you think guys like him him are hoping you don't take the bet so they could just throw that bet out to everybody? Like I was so good, I would beat you with left-handed. I don't want any part of that. Well, we were there with Sports Center, and it was. We were getting ready prior to Sports Center. We were covering the NBA Finals, and I remember Greg Anthony was working with us, and Legs was working with us, and we went down to shoot. And I remember Greg Anthony was taking shots, but he couldn't shoot threes. He you know, like sixteen foot. He's like Avery Johnson, like that sixteen eighteen footer. And we started shooting, and I said to Greg, I said, "I I crush you." Like I don't know why I'm saying this. You know, like I said it to him, but right there I said, "I'd crush you." And then Legler goes, yeah, and I would beat you left-handed from three-point range. And I went, uh, okay. Well, let me see. Uh, Steve Novak, former Notre Dame sharpshooter. Kyle Korver, Steve Nash, B.J. Armstrong. Then you got some active players, Joe Harris and Clay Thompson uh, are on there. Those are the uh, all-time three-point percentage shooters. 45% for Steve Kerr. Of course, every three he took, he was probably wide open because everybody was doubling all of the good players, the star players there. Steve would just stand there. He had a great gig. He'd just stand there. That's all he needed to do. The fight was uh, is a uh, unique joint agreement for ESPN and Fox pay-per-view 
$80 on both platforms, not part of the standard ESPN and ESPN Plus sub like UFC is. Okay, so you can either get it on ESPN's pay-per-view or Fox's pay-per-view. Yeah, it's a rev share. Try, you know, the promoters are trying to get more money, hmm. and they don't care who shares in it. Hmm. Right. Uh, you have this day in sports history, Paul? Momentarily. Okay, see if you can come up with that. Uh, James in Virginia. James, what is on your mind today? Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday. Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> I, I wake up this morning and all I hear is bashing of my burgundy and gold, so I had to call in. But I'm going to hit a hard hit pass real quick. I'll take Fury this evening, man. 17-game season is ridiculous. Keep it at 16. Uh, add the extra playoff team for more excitement. But you can't go above 16 games. Um, <clears throat> LeBron James, man, is the best in the NBA, man. There's no player that has ever been asked to do and, and come in with as much heralded, and he's uh, lived up to every bit of it. Even at the age 35, man, LeBron is, is the greatest man ever, besides Michael Jordan, of course. But right now, LeBron is the greatest. And then finally, man, the burgundy and gold, man. I, I can't lie to you, gentlemen. The stadium is a drag, man. It, it has had uh, great times, but it's far from it right now. But there's a man in there by the name of Rivera that's going to lead the charge. That's going to lead the charge of the Burgundy and Gold. He's going to do a great thing, man. I hope they trade that number two pick. Thank I you, James. Thank you. And hail to the Redskins. Thank you. You know what happens? We cover so many topics on this show that when somebody calls in, they feel like they got to answer, give an answer for every topic that we brought <laughs> up. And uh, and one more thing about the Astros cheating scandal. And I want to say yeah. <laughs> 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. It, it's uh, it's uh, interesting. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I like it. There's a lot of bad stuff on there, too. But, uh, <laughs> I, I just looked at it. Yeah. But just, uh, I got the big German kid. He's running the show on the YouTube channel. I got complete confidence in uh, Eric Von Scrutum. He's the best of the whole Van Scrutum clan. Yes, he is. Yes. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul? Okay, 1968 agreement between baseball players and club owners increased the minimum salary for a major league baseball player to blank a year. 1968. What was the league minimum for a major league baseball player? Yeah, it's unbelievable how low it is. 40000 $40, $10,000 oh, a year was oh. the league minimum in 1968. Can you imagine passing on baseball to take a better job, like a, a nice sales job? Well, they had to have a second job in the offseason back in the 50s and 60s. If you're a scrub player? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if Mickey Mantle did or Willie Mays, but a lot of these guys had second jobs. Yes, Tom. Imagine showing up to someone's doorstep trying to sell a vacuum cleaner. It's like, wait a second. You're the third baseman <laughs> of the Cubs. So that's got to be a little humane. Hey, you're Ernie Banks. What we, are you doing? We knew minor league players who used to, like, sell clothing at the mall on in the off year because you know, they were like, we have six months off. Yeah. Uh, also, this day in sports history, 1986, Raleigh Fingers was asked to shave his mustache off to comply with the policy of the Cincinnati Reds. Remember, he had the handlebar mustache? Raleigh Fingers uh, refused to compl- uh, comply with the Reds. He kept it. He uh, outlasted them. Fans liked it. They were they wanted the star pitcher, and the Reds fans were like, hey, man, we want Raleigh Fingers. I don't even remember Raleigh Fingers on the Reds. What year was that? According to this day in sports history, is 1986. 86. Oh, well past his prime. I might have stopped keeping an eye on the Reds back then. 
Oh, well, no, that was uh, 86 with the Mets and the Astros. So I remember covering that when I was in New York. Yeah, Paul. Ironically, Raleigh Fingers never pitched a game that season with the Reds. That's because why. He didn't really work out. But when he got to training camp, oh, spring okay. training, I should say, All right. he refused to shave it. I feel a little bit better here. No offense. McLevin, can you help me with this story? That uh, I, I'm seeing that Tom Brady could sign a $100 million deal. Right. So Joe Corey is a former agent who writes for CBSSports.com says that it could be a three-year, $100 million deal uh, for Brady in free agency. So about, you know, I guess about $33 million a year. For three years? Yeah, even though he's 43, right? Or is he 42? He'll be 43. Three-year, $100 million deal for Brady with $65 million guaranteed. So two, two years are guaranteed, it feels like. All right. Brady that, turns 43 in August. Yeah, but that third year has never happened. That's not going to happen. But, it, but if somebody is going to get him and, and pry him away from the Patriots, then you're going to have to give him something. You're going to have to give him a lot more than what the Patriots are probably going to give him. That's the only way. That's what happens in these situations. You know, if you, if you look at why somebody leaves, it's normally because somebody had to pay a little bit more to get that, that player. That happened with the Angels, with uh, uh, our Pools. Yeah, Albert Pools. Yeah. Why? Why can't I remember Albert Pools' name? Because he disappeared from the face of the earth. No, that's not true. Because you haven't watched him play postseason baseball that's since 2011. True. Right? Yeah, maybe that's true. But I should still remember his name. But Albert Pools, the the Angels overpaid for him, and the only way that that deal was going to turn out to be a positive is if they won at least one World Series. Then you could say, all right, that validates us giving him all that money. That's why they got him. Because then you go, I, Manny Machado going to the Padres. You know, if somebody else had given him, you know, ten million dollars more, he would have gone elsewhere. Probably. Yes, Tom. I don't know what Robert Kraft is thinking, but if Bill Belichick sees a story like that and that's even <laughs> remotely true, he's like, Take care, we had a great run together. Have fun. I I think that this is would be a, a Chargers or Vegas deal where they would go, this is what we're willing to give you. Because imagine what he would be worth to Vegas. Right? This is... I couldn't care less about the, the cost of this if I get Tom Brady. If I'm the Raiders, I get Tom Brady, I'm okay with paying $33 million a year. I'll guarantee the first two years. I mean, imagine the draw. I don't know how many tickets they've sold already in Vegas. Because maybe you don't need Brady because the Chargers need him. The Chargers desperately need him as far as being, you know, any kind of relativity. Like, you know, like somebody cares about the Hey, you got Tom Brady, you're moving into a new stadium. Raiders might just be because they're the Raiders and they're going to Vegas. And the, the newness of that, that you're going to sell that place out or your, you know, your season tickets are going to be uh, gobbled up. Yeah, McLovin. As many people point out, Tom Brady knows how to throw to Hunter Renfro. That'll work out. That's a nice Raiders receiver. 5'11", white guy. <laughs> kind of an Edelman type. Yeah. It is funny. that they, The Raiders have a really, really good tight end and a good little white slot receiver and no other receivers. What's that remind you of a little bit? That's the Patriots formula right there. That's all he needs. Give me a good tight end. You like those Chargers weapons, though, for him, don't you? Well, you know, if you say I got a couple of running backs, um, is Hunter Henry going to be there? You got some good wide receivers. I just want to know how good that offensive line is. 
Because hasn't the Chargers' offensive line been pretty porous in the last decade? A lot of injuries, a lot of problems, too. Yeah, Yeah. they they rank real low. Like, that would bother me. Uh, How many times did Derek Carr get sacked last? Like, that that would be what I would want to know. What are my weapons? How good's my offensive line? But but if I'm – let's say I'm a defensive player on the Patriots, and I can go there or I can go elsewhere. How many guys do you think would go – if, well, Brady's not back. I don't want to be back here. Because it's not fun to play for the Patriots. It's rewarding. It's not fun. I mean, Chris Long got a ring. And I think he was ready to – he was one and done. He got, he got his ring and then he went to the Eagles. But if I'm a, one of those <laughs> players, I'm going, Tom's not back here. You know, what's, we got Andy Dalton here. Yeah, I think Chris Long left his car running in the parking lot in Foxborough when he got there. He just said, I'm going to keep this thing warm. All right, we'll take a break here, and uh, we'll come back. What's uh, What we learned, what's in store for Monday, and I don't know, some other tidbits. Uh, by the way, if you do the live look-in, we'll show you what our uh, IT guy, Alan, is cooking on the Traeger Grill. He did a great job. It looks like something out of the Flintstones. I think it's a Brontosaurus burgers or something like that. Back after this. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That is what NetSuite by Oracle is set out to solve because most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident that you've got the right numbers at your fingertips? Now, I've never run a business, but you know we work on kind of a small business here, and we all make sure Dan has all the information he needs. It's huge. Now, serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. Schedule your free demo right now and receive the free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Again, that's netsuite.com slash Patrick. You've got to have all the information right in front of you. Go to netsuite.com slash Patrick. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Close up shop as we always do on Friday. Little arcade fire. All together now, except for Fritzy, you can sing at the top of your lungs. Last call for phone calls. It's Meat Friday. Man, that was good. Short ribs and uh, our IT guy put them on the Traeger grill. They were on there for 11 hours cooking this, and uh, it tastes like it. That's good stuff. Final results of the poll question, McLevin. Who's the best player in the NBA? Giannis, number one. LeBron, number two. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I, I say Giannis, I, I still, in a big moment, I like LeBron because I've seen him in a big moment until we see that with the Greek freak. You know, Kawhi, we've seen in a big moment there. Do you see the New York Times article where some of the Clippers players, they, I think they, ad, they admire Kawhi, but I don't think he's well-liked. I, I think this whole load management has rubbed some people the wrong way. And, and may, check that for me, McLovin, but I, I, I remember seeing it this morning where it didn't sound like the Clippers were embracing Kawhi as a friend. No, they admire him. Yeah, McLovin. I think he was in the news because he was wearing his own jersey on vacation, I believe, in Cabo, which is a, wearing a letter jersey around the streets of, I believe, Mexico. No way. I had to double-check that. There's he's, no way. He's an unusual dude. I think that's what the issue is more than other things. Well, I don't think he's embraceable. At least, you know, what, what we see, that public exterior, I, he's kind of awkward. Yeah, Paul. But the, the Clippers had to know what they're buying into. They knew about his falling out with Popovich, the, the thigh injury, and shut it down, and then the resurgence in the 60 minutes, uh, you know, 60 games, all that stuff. They knew exactly what they're getting when they brought in Kawhi Leonard. They should get that title and zip it. Well, the, the management and coaching staff knew what they were getting. I don't know if their team... If, if you're playing and you're playing every night and he's not playing, at some point do you go, yeah, I know we're supposed to wait for the postseason. Like April, this is all going to pay off for this, for us. I don't know if there's envy, jealousy. Special treatment. Yes. But he, he can't – I'm not against, I'm against low management, but he's kind of earned this treatment because it, the proof is the Raptors. Like if I'm Fred Van Vliet, I may have been jealous during the regular season. But I like that ring and that playoff, though. Yeah. Yes, Richard. Yeah, stories that were coming out about that like a full month ago about some Clippers players being upset with George and uh, Kawhi getting preferential treatment. But this was the New York Times that I think just had something. And I think it was today. Did you find anything on that, McLovin? Uh, no, yeah, I've been looking at TMZ pictures of him definitely wearing his own jersey in Cabo, which is weird. <laughs> well, I, look, I wear a DP show sweatshirt That's on the different. show. Oh, thank you. It's a number two jersey walking around, but... Uh, I, I don't – well, I, I have worn DP show gear when I'm out. Like, sometimes I'll go to a restaurant, and I don't know I have it on. And then, you know, I went to uh, Seven Seas to get some uh, uh, beer and wings the other night, and the bartender goes, nice. And I don't even know I have a DP show <laughs> sweatshirt on. And uh, she goes, nice. And I go, uh, oh, well. Yeah, hey, I'm proud of it. I saw President Obama at a, you know the basketball game last year, and his jacket said 44 on it. 44, President. You know, he, everyone knows who you are. You're really well known. <laughs> I mean, the specific number maybe slipped people's mind. Yeah, McLovin just sent me that uh, picture of Kawhi on vacation with a Clippers jersey on. <laughs> that, that is. <laughs> Do you, is this real, McLovin? Yeah, apparently so. People are saying, oh, it says, don't be mad on the front, too. So it's a custom jersey. It says, don't be mad on the front. I assume this is all true. <laughs> He's got Leonard By the way, on the back. Does anyone have an issue with Kawhi like, playing heavy minutes to win that All-Star game when he's load-managing for the Clippers? And also, Ben Simmons got hurt in the All-Star game. They were underplaying that. He fell on his hip, and he's out indefinitely. Like, this new All-Star game was cool, but those guys were pushing way too hard at the end. I know. I know. Kawhi load manages that he plays all out in the All-Star game. I know. I know. And he won the MVP. Kawhi's got his hand over his face. I think that's when he's he's spotted. Like, 
It says Leonard on the back. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to put my hand over my face. You spotted me. You got flip-flops and a jersey with your name on the back. Oh, my God. That's a pretty cool shirt, though. Don't be mad. <laughs> Don't be mad, bro. All right, let's go around the room. What we learned on the program. Todd? John, John Mattingly stole 14 bases in 14 years, but that did not include two in one game <laughs> versus A's, as Don told us. Yep, he tried to sneak one by us. Not our research staff here. Actually, we just have one guy. McLovin? John Mattingly says it would have been different if Mike Fires had spoken out earlier when it was all happening. Yeah. Seton O'Connor? Yeah, Don Mattingly, not quite the uh, base dealer we thought he was. Imagine if he could run just a little bit. Paulie, what'd you learn today? Apparently, I'm hosting a fight party tomorrow to watch Wilder versus Fury. <laughs> Everyone come over to my pad. Yeah. I'll bring some tequila. America's invited to your place. Come on in. Todd, what did I learn on today's award-winning program? And QB's Andrew Brandt doesn't think the NFL owners offer to players is particularly generous. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. If you run a small business, you should use LegalZoom right now and make sure you're set up for success. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Take care of your business. And you can enter the promo code PATRICK in the box at checkout. Legal Zoom, where life meets legal. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the all-around support. Have a great weekend, safe weekend. Talk to you on Monday right here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.